Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Good morning. The first reading is from Exodus chapter 32. The Lord told Moses, quick, go down the mountain. Your people whom you brought from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. How quickly they have turned away from the way I commanded them to live. They have melted down gold and made a calf and have bowed down and sacrificed to it. They are saying, these are your gods, O Israel who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Then the Lord said, I have seen how stubborn and rebellious these people are. Now leave me alone so my fierce anger can blaze against them and I will destroy them. Then I will make you, Moses, into a great nation. But Moses tried to pacify the Lord his God. O Lord, he said, why are you so angry with your own people whom you brought from the land of Egypt with such great power and such a strong hand. Why let the Egyptians say their God rescued them with the evil intention of slaughtering them in the mountains and wiping them from the face of the earth? Turn away from your fierce anger. Change your mind about this terrible disaster you have threatened against your people. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You bound yourself with an oath to them saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven, and I will give them all of this land that I have promised to your descendants, and they will possess it forever. So the Lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster he had threatened to bring on his people. Here ends the reading. We will now recite Psalm 51 responsively. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt, purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion, it haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. For I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew the Holy Spirit. The second reading is from 1 Timothy chapter 1. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength to do his work. He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him. 
even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ. In my insolence, I persecuted his people. But God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. Oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. He filled me with the faith and love that come from Christ Jesus. This, that is, this is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them all. But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then other, others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. All honor and glory to God forever and ever. He is the eternal king, the unseen one who never dies. He alone is God. Amen. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Now tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and say, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. Here ends the reading. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. Some of you may remember the Steven Spielberg movie, Saving Private Ryan. It's a World War II drama with the opening scene taking place on D-Day as American troops stormed the beaches of Normandy. Spielberg masterfully pro uh, portrays how horrific that battle wa was as he gives the audience a, a wide-angle view of the massive scope of that operation. But once the troops have landed, the focus of the movie narrows to follow the mission of a special squadron of just eight men led by a Captain Miller who's played by Tom Hanks. Now the mission of these eight men is to find one man, a private James Ryan who had parachuted into Normandy with the 101st Airborne Division. And they are to give Private Ryan a message that he is going home. 
It seems Private Ryan's three brothers were also fighting in Europe, and they had all been killed in action within just a few days of each other. The Army Chief of Staff hears of this tragedy and decides that no family should have to endure the loss of all their sons in battle. And so he sends an order to get Private Ryan home before something happens to him. And most of the movie is now about this squadron of eight men with their mission to find one man. Well, in our gospel lesson today, Jesus also tells some stories about a mission to search for the one. A shepherd who leaves his 99 sheep to go in search of the one sheep that is lost. A woman who goes diligently looking for her one coin that is missing. Now the question could be asked, is it worth it? Is it worth the effort to seek after just one that is lost? But the mission in the movie, as well as the mission of the stories Jesus tells, is to search until the one is found. When saving Private Ryan, as a squadron of eight men continue their mission, they get involved in some skirmishes with the German troops, and soon their squadron of eight men becomes a squadron of seven, and then six, as some of them are killed in gunfire. Well, between skirmishes, their conversation begins to center on whether or not this Private James Ryan, whom they have never met, is worth the mission. They begin to ask questions like, why is his life so valuable? Or what if after all of the sacrifices they have made, Private Ryan turns out to be a jerk or a loser or something? At one point, Captain Miller says, this Private James Ryan better be worth it. He better go home and cure some disease or invent a longer-lasting light bulb or something. Well, the truth is they don't know if he's worth it, but they have their mission, and their mission is this man. Well, there's somewhat of a similar conversation happening in our gospel today. The Pharisees and the scribes are watching Jesus. They're watching who Jesus is eating with and who he is spending time with. And he's, they're not sure they like what they're seeing. Jesus is eating with tax collectors and sinners and jerks and losers. And they're questioning whether the people Jesus is hanging around with are worth it. What makes their lives so valuable that Jesus would take the time to seek them out and eat with them? Well, it's because that's his mission. Jesus is on a mission to save the lost and the least and the loser. And it's in response to the Pharisees' grumblings about who is worthy and who is not that Jesus tells these stories in the first place about the, the, the shepherd searching for the one lost sheep and the woman searching diligently for the one lost coin. And as Jesus tells the story, there's no thought in the shepherd's mind, well, this sheep better be worth it. It better have superior wool or win the blue ribbon at the county fair. This sheep better go home and cure some disease or invent a longer-lasting light bulb or something. 
That's not what's on the shepherd's mind. The shepherd is focused on the mission to find the one that is lost, whether that one is a jerk or a loser or not. The shepherd's only thought is that this sheep is worthy of being found because it belongs in my flock. This sheep is worthy because it's mine. It belongs to me. Well, if you haven't seen the movie Saving Private Ryan, I'm about to blow the ending for you. But hey, it came out in 1998, so really you've had time. So the movie ends <clears throat> with mission accomplished. They find Private Ryan and they deliver the message. But in the end, only two of the original eight men in the squadron survive. And in one of the last scenes, Captain Miller is mortally wounded and in his last breath, he says to Captain Ryan, or Private Ryan, earn this, James, earn this meaning do something with your life that will be worthy of all of us sacrificing our lives for yours. Well, in the stories Jesus tells, the mission is also accomplished. The lost sheep and the lost coin are found, but the ending of the movie and the ending of the gospel could not be more different. The shepherd doesn't say to the found sheep, well, you better earn this. Me spending all this time looking for you. You better turn out to be something special. There's no grace in a shepherd like that. And Jesus is all about grace. No, in the story Jesus tells, the shepherd finds the sheep and puts it on his shoulders and carries it home and rejoices. He gathers together his friends and says, Rejoice with me, for I have found the one that was lost. And he throws a party. Well, if you haven't figured it out, you are the sheep in this story. You are the sheep. And so am I. Jesus, the shepherd, searches diligently for us, even though at times we may be jerks or losers and always sinners. There's no talk from Jesus about who is worthy or who is not or who is better or worse. There's no talk of how long you've been missing from the flock or what you were doing while you were away. The shepherd has declared us all worthy of his love and care simply because we belong to him. Loving the sheep is the mission of the shepherd. Loving the sheep is the mission of the shepherd, and it cost him his life. We are loved that much. It cost him his life. There's nothing that we are required to do. We are already loved. Now, if we would happen to invent a longer-lasting light bulb, well, that is just frosting on the cake. But it's not required to be loved. The truth is, we don't know what Private Ryan did with his life. It's enough to know that he was saved. And that is what Jesus wants us to know in these stories he tells that we are saved.
And Jesus still throws parties. Today we'll be invited to rejoice and come to a meal that reveals that the shepherd is here, loving us and claiming us as his own. And our true joy is that when we leave this table, we get to share the good news with the world, that the shepherd loves the sheep, and we are all sheep. We get to go and tell other sheep that the shepherd loves them just the way they are and meets them there. This is God's grace. So last week, we sent you out of here with a tangible sign of God's grace. We handed you a check, some money, and we invited you to give that money away, to give it away to one of maybe one of God's sheep that is struggling or suffering in some way, or to give it away to some organization that eases the suffering of the world. But the check isn't the point. The check is simply a sign, a reminder of something bigger. And the something bigger is that the shepherd loves the sheep. That's the message. The shepherd loves the sheep and is always searching, always caring, always rejoicing that we belong to him. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.